drink it in Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Touch, touch, touchdown, Detroit Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinks. Now, I thought about coming on the pod where I was going to be all down in the dumps, all frustrated off the top, but you know I got to come with that Detroit Kool-Aid energy regardless of the outcome of the ball game. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, Double-sided cornbread. Cornbread, cornbread. And we got lots to say. I... I know everybody's been frustrated. We're going to rant and rave. We're going to talk about some of the things that happened in this NFC Championship game. Lions, 49ers. But we got announcements. We got shout-outs. We got to talk about our great sponsors. We definitely got to end the show with lots of hype, lots of Kool-Aid and cornbread, lots of reasons why this was a tremendous season and why you need to be fired up about the Detroit Lions. So we, we, we can't mess around. We got to get right into it. Chops, choppy chop, at chops in the D, you're there. How you doing, buddy? Uh, good intro, Okri. Hey, I'm glad you, you're bringing the energy today. Um, man, uh, just a wave of emotions over the last couple of days. I know we're going to dive all into it, um, but, you know, I... I the, the front half of this show, my woo-wees and my woos and my choppy likes are probably <laughs> going to be at a minimum. Oh, yeah. uh, but we're going we're gonna to bring it strong in the second half with an outlook of, of, uh, of all the good this year. But, oh, man, it's, it's been an emotional roller coaster for sure. There's no question, no doubt about it. Yes, sir! I, uh, let's just get right into it, man, because before we get to the ranting and the raving, like... The Lions couldn't have started this football game any better in this first half. I mean, it, it started out with hashtag JMO Fast. I know I usually use this drop when you're like backpedaling on a take or saying you told me something when you really didn't, but this is how his legs were moving on a 42 yard reverse to the house for hashtag JMO Fast. <laughs> I mean, th- th- this was tremendous. He he got the rip away, the breakaway shirt. <laughs> he did some swaggy dance that I had to YouTube and Google of what it was, and it was incredible. Um, what what a way to start for this kid, this team, and uh, it didn't stop there, Choppy. I mean, I'm gonna throw this one at you too. You can talk about either one. Hashtag Jamo Fast, or you can talk about Demo. It's Demo, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Well, you know, or, or it's D money. <laughs> yeah. Well, before you knew it, Demo D money was scoring a touchdown. Fourteen nut for the Lions. Uh, up two touchdowns. I mean, we are feeling so damn good in this ball game. Uh, what do you guys say about the start, man? Yeah, great start, man. I mean, dude, like. You know, my my wife left the room, and all of a sudden, it was uh, it was it was fourteen to nothing, and they had missed a field goal. Uh, you know, our our boy Jake Money Moody uh, missing missing a field goal there. You know, and then we come right back down the field and score a tug. Uh, you know, great reverse to JMO. Uh, happy to see this guy. Absolutely, uh, man. This was like a JMO breakout game, man. Two tugs, a rushing TD, a catching TD later in the game. Um, just balled out. I think you called that. So uh, kudos to uh, Oakry for uh, calling out a, a JMO uh, big play game. So, man, yeah, 14 to nothing start. Uh, you know, like you're feeling good. You know, the Niners come back and, and uh, score a touchdown. Um, I think, you know, they kind of relied a lot on uh, on McCaffrey on that one. I think he had quite a few yards there. But, dude, it was it was. And then we came right back, you know. 
interception and another touchdown for the lions before you know it it's 21 to nothing and i'm like wow like this is this could not have been a better first half uh you know that that anybody could have asked for so just we came out like gangbusters man and uh had an amazing that offense showed why they're a top five offense all year they just kicked some butt in the first half Chops, we, we got a couple more minutes to talk about the positive before we get into what else happened. So you said we scored, a, you know, McCaffrey, whatever. He gets a two-yard run, whatever, 14-7. Then you said the Lions scored another touchdown. You did forget about something, though, for the people. And the people consist of the millions. Because you know the millions and millions want to know that it was from a multidimensional, positionless, Jameer Gibbs uh, now in the Pro Bowl uh, showing off again with a 15-yard run to the end zone and then before we get to the second half what was your take late in the first half down to the 2-3 yard line go for it or kick the field goal I'm interested what, what your take was I guess I got to hear it now. I don't know that we texted on this one, but what, what were you thinking? Would you have went Dan Gamble and went for it, or did you happy you took the field goal at this point in the game? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me this question, and uh, this really, really sets up my my uh, my take on Dan Gamble uh, later in the game. But I wanted to go for it, man. I like they, you know, they, there was a. I believe they took a timeout. Um, there was a little bit of stop and play there. It was fourth and goal at the three. And again, I'm thinking, okay, fourth and less than three, three or less. We, we, this is money and it's right there for us to take, man. We, we pump that into the end zone and we go into halftime 28 to seven. I'm I, so I even said to my, you know, some of the people that I was hanging out with, I'm like, oh, he's going for it. And they're like, ah, their field goal units coming out. And then they call their time. I'm like, nah, he's going for it. He's going for it. They're going to come off. They're, they're coming off the field. He's going. And no, they took the points. I was very shocked. I, I expected Dan Campbell to, to, to go for the jugular. And, uh, and he decided to let Mr. Badgley kick a little chip shot 21 yarder there. But uh, man, I, I would have went for it. That's my opinion. I would have went for it there. I guess my counterpoint, again, I kind of like when I get to watch the game from home and I got a pretty good system now where I can tweet pretty quick, you know, and get people live reactions and, and gimmicks, you know, while we watch the game. But I was on the opposite side. I thought, like, I, I don't understand what the big difference is between 21 and 17. It's still three scores, but one's easier to get with a chip shot field goal. The other one, you could have missed it, come up with nothing. You know, there's no time left, so pinning them deep doesn't help you at that point. So I thought there were a lot of reasons to go ahead and get this, go up three scores. And, like, this is probably where the rant and raving is going to start, continue, and then continue even longer because... The scoreboard shops at halftime says 24 for the Lions, 7 for San Francisco. We're dominating this football game. We have swagger. I actually was live on the mic throughout this game, which I may or may not release later, either for DKC Select or maybe just for the people. Um, But I'm feeling great at this point. I'm saying we got 30 minutes left, two quarters to, to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm just going to kick it back to you because... I don't know what happened to start this third quarter. I don't know what happened after that. I know there's like at least 10 to 12 bula bula mistakes by our players, coaches, team in general that we don't do that we did in the most critical moments that cost us this football game. So all the fans, all the listeners know what happened. But let's just get into the second half of where a huge lead, a 17 point lead, by the way slipped away like sand through the hourglass slowly consistently and we couldn't couldn't stop it do we have to (laughs) unfortunately we do i want to live in a reality where the third quarter just was is a void and it didn't happen man because yeah it was like the the a series of unfortunate events just Play after play after play. Okay, so San Fran comes down, kicks a field goal, 24 to 10. Eh, whatever, no big deal. All right. We drive down the field, uh, you know, take a four minute drive, eight plays, 47 yards, and it's fourth and two at the San Fran uh, 28 or 29, I believe. And again, this is it, right? It's Dan Gamble. Okay. 
Like, I, I guess this is where I insert my rant. This is what he has done all year. This is why we're 12 and five. This is why we're ending the NFC championship game. If you, if you wanted him to take these points, then you have not watched Dan Campbell. Maybe. Oh, okay. If you wanted him to take these points, fine. That's your opinion. You're allowed to feel whoever people, however you want. But if you ever thought he would just take these points, then you don't know Dan Gamble. Okay. Like, we said at the end of the regular season, I want him to stay aggressive in the playoffs. He stayed aggressive in the playoffs against the Rams and against Tampa on fourth and short. Anywhere in that midfield range, he went for it, and we got it. Two for two in the playoffs, okay? seventeen. I'm sorry, 15 for 20 on fourth and less than three in the regular season, okay? He goes for this play almost every time, all right? So he went for it, and the play was there, okay? Perfectly drawn up, perfectly lined up, perfectly executed, except Jay Ray decides to drop the ball, okay? Like, that's not Dan Campbell's fault. That's not the O-line's fault. They blocked all their blocks. They slid the running back out to pick up a, a blitzer. Um, Jared Goff delivered a ball right where it needed to be, and Jay Ray just dropped it, okay? So you live by the gamble. You die by the gamble. Dan trusts his people to make plays, Everybody made a play except for the guy who needed to catch the catch the ball. Sorry, I, I'm doing my best to keep this a kid-friendly show today. So <laughs> I don't question that decision at all, all right? That is the move. That is the play we make. It's the play we've made all year. It's the play we've made all playoffs. It's the play I agree with. The play was right. The quarterback was right. The running back was good. The wide receiver dropped the ball. So, you know... Oh, Jay Ray, come on, buddy. You got to catch that ball. And that, and then in that, to me, it just spiraled. Absolutely spiraled from there. And, you know, I'll let you, I'll let you cut in here. Give me your take on what you thought on that fourth down. Um, but then we can continue this downward spiral plunge to the end of the game. But uh, so go ahead and jump in, Oak. Chubby, I... I, I know on this show it's normally like, Elkery, you're so right, I agree, perfect take, you know, because I'm usually right about everything. But, like, I try to give you kudos, I try not to poo-poo your takes, but, like, again, I'm not with you on this, because you you keep saying he always does this, this is who he is, what did you expect? I I think every scenario is its own scenario. There's no hard and fast rule that fourth and three always has to go for it just because he did years ago. That sounds like a take by SOL fan that says because we were, have never been good, we will never be good. And that's obviously been true, proven not true now at this point. So I, I can't remember exactly if I wanted to go for this one. I feel like I was more on the okay to go for this one because it wasn't crunch time of the game. I want to say there was like eight minutes left in third quarter and we're up 14, I want to say at this point. So I wasn't going crazy. I, I think we may have even, uh, this might've been before the big catch and a few other things that we need to talk about. But my problem with it, I guess, is what I said before. What is the big difference between 21 and 17? It's four points. It's, oh, well, then you got to score touchdowns. It's like we already saw Moody miss a field goal. Then he made one. So it's he's he's been dicey all year to some degree. It's like I, I always want to go up the three scores, whether it's 17 or 21. So I, I feel like I was okay with this one, but I haven't been okay with everybody that says, you know, it just you got to always accept it and, and just, you know, why would he ever change? Well, because circumstances change. Like, I don't know, when I get to the one late in the fourth quarter, we could have tied the ball game. <laughs> that There's a little bit different circumstances, so you might want to change your thinking <laughs> a little bit when, when you're just going straight up Dan Gamble. So I, I'm not going to get too hot under the collar, but I had to give you a little grief on that because you did the same tired take I've heard other people do. And we can't just go for it all the time, especially when the stakes are so high and you could have basically answered their field goal. I think that was my take is, okay, they came down and got a field goal. You have a chance to get another field goal and just wash out what they did. And instead you went for it. You gave them, then they came back and, and got a catch off our guy's face mask for 51, which real quick, I, I'm going to, I want to transition this one to you. A am I crazy? Or they threw that ball deep. It went off our guy's face mask. There were multiple flags on the play. Then somehow Ayuk catches the football. Um, you know, I thought it was a touchdown. And then they showed the replay where he barely grazed his leg. And so he was down, but then they went and like, 
picked up the flag and I haven't heard one person talk about the fact that if it doesn't go off his face and Ayuk doesn't catch it, it doesn't matter because it would have been basically the same, you know, play via penalty. So I'm not even really mad about that. It is what it is. Even if he catches it, it's not going to stand because it was pretty much pass interference. I don't know why they pick it up after the play, but everyone's acting like that was the pivotal play of the game because he made this amazing catch. It's like, I'm pretty sure it would have been a 51-yard penalty anyway, but that was the next domino to fall right there, that big catch. So any quick takes on that or you want to get to the next debacle that I have here on my list? Now, before we break, before I dive into this play, uh, I also just want to mention that um, our current kicker kicker on our roster uh, from 48 yards out in his career, 9 for 20, less than 50%. So last time I checked, the statistics on whether we go for that on fourth have been better than if Badgley was going to make that field goal. So again, I but, understand the whole, but, I under- but, 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 but like with most statistics, there's a counter stat. Cause I think I heard today that his last like 10 from, from 45 to 50, he's like nine for 12 or something crazy like that. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, he's been good recently as well as, why have the guy if you're not going to have any confidence in him whatsoever from normal distance? So I'll counter your stat and your take with another take. The guy made a 54-yarder yeah, well, that helped us beat I'll, the Rams. I'll, I'll counter your take and say the only smart thing you said <sighs> on that whole rant was why even have the guy. That's that's the bottom line. Why even have the guy? If you want to be mad at anybody, then be bad at mad at the GM who has a kicker that can't make a regular field goal from 40 out. That's the only thing that I'm mad about in there. But he if can't you wanna, make it. You want to be Dan Gamble? He doesn't. He doesn't. He okay? has. He consistently does not. He He's has. Been cut and, from he, every team. He's been cut and passed over. We've cut him and passed him over. Like He basically beat the Rams a with a kick that was seven yards farther. Like, give him another chance early in the third quarter. Just... I'm done with that. Uh, either talk about that you catch, or I need to ask you about a fumble from someone who has a fun gimmick on the show. All right. Well, yeah. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about. Okay, I'm getting again, upset. The the, the the downward spiral continues because, um, you know, first of all, they throw multiple flags on there. I see Ayuk grab our defender on one side. I also see our defender grab him as well. And then I see a ball that should clearly be intercepted, like goes through his hands, hits him in the face mask, and then magically pops into Ayuk's hands for what I thought was a touchdown. So Vildor, not only does he not intercept the ball, he may or may not have interfered with the player. We never know. Like, you don't know what the what the flags are, but there was more than one. And again, I saw Ayuk and both of those guys have hands on each other throughout that route. Um, you know, Ayuk almost went to into defensive mode because he thought Vilder was actually going to intercept the ball. So he got hands up on got hands on him. So I felt like that could have been offensive or defensive pass interference. I don't understand how Vilder just lets the ball go through his hands, hit him right in the dome. And then, of course, it pops right to Ayuk, who grabs it and, and makes a, you know, again, he makes a great grab, right? Hit, anytime the ball hits something and you're able to, to grab it, great. But, dude, that play... Uh, that play just was like, I don't know. It was, it, it, it just felt like a dagger for so many reasons. And then they never explained why the flag, they never explained the flags. There are no flags on the play. Okay. <laughs> what was it going to be? Like what? <laughs> I have, I have a, a request for the NFL, please, especially in Detroit lions games, stop throwing flags and then, and then picking them up and saying, there's no foul on the play. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't think these yellow hankies come out of your pocket and get tossed 20 yards down the field by mistake. <laughs> like, make whatever call that you saw originally. Do not undo something after the fact. That happens in Lions games a lot. Before I get on a yeah. big rant in that case, then Cam Sutton gets roasted, toasted, extra crispy on an easy slant route for Ayuk for a touchdown. They kick the ball off. The first play from scrimmage. I, I guess they're saying that was a miss, you know, something or Jameer Gibbs went the wrong way. To me, the play still got handed off fine. He still had it tucked away fine. I give this much more as a good play by the defender. He not only got his arm on it, he ripped at the ball and got it to come out. This is Jameer's second fumble of the entire season as a rookie. Like, it's just a good play by the defense. The bad part was it was basically on our 25-yard line. Before you know it, a few plays later, 
The 49ers have scored another touchdown by CMC. Somehow, Chops, it was 24-7. Now it's tied heading into the fourth quarter. Like, what is happening? How are we imploding in the biggest game of our life? And why are we going to the fourth quarter tied, still feeling like, okay, we're going to do what we've done always, which is man up, make a few plays, outgrit them, and win this. And, be, and next thing you know, a moody field goal and a cheap touchdown by their backup running back. And we're down 10. We're down 10 late in this football game. Like, what has happened in a quarter and, a, and some change? And, and next thing I know, it's late in the game and we're just moseying around like, oh, like, I guess we'll take it down. I mean, we're not taking field goals quickly. We're not using timeouts. We're running the ball deep in the territory. Like... Uh, J. Ray again dropping a wide open third down before this getting us off the field again like it, it was just one thing after another after another and they could I can think I wrote you or I tweeted it was just like can we stop this now can we make one play can we do one thing well to put to quell this flood and we didn't until way way too late when JMO snagged it and then of course you're never going to get an onside it's never going to happen so uh, I know I got us to the end of the ball game there, but I know we both felt like boom, 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 boom. Dan Campbell, I think, said 12 things went wrong uh, that normally don't, and none of those 12 did they do what they should have or what they normally would have, and that's exactly what happened, man. And it's inexcusable in a game with these type of stakes, type of players we've had. And would you see me keep texting and tweeting and Xing and posting? I was like... This team, this is when they've showed up all year long. These are the times where they find a way at the end. And instead, this time, not like week four, week eight, week 12, in the NFC Championship game, we had no answers for two quarters, gave up 27 unanswered points, and lost the football game. Like, it couldn't have ended worse before I kick it to you, like, I went into this game going, man, like, I think we're going to the Super Bowl. And after the first half, we have the better football team. Even if we lose, oh, it's to San Francisco. They're really good. And all I could feel like at the end of this game was we shouldn't have lost. How did we lose? And then the, the gravity hit me. The gravitas of the situation hit me of just saying we were two quarters away where we should have been in the Super Bowl. And instead, the season's over, we're going home, and we got the same thing to show for it as the, as the team with the number one pick at Joey Sports Guy Chicago Bears, basically. Like, that pissed me off for a day plus there. I can't, I can't disagree with you at all, man. Like, I, I was riding high. with As high as I was at half, uh, the, it just, you know, the, by the third quarter, I mean... At, <laughs> Okri, I don't even want to piss you off, man. But at some point in time, in the, like at the beginning of the third quarter, we were 91% probability to win the game. 91. Okay. And then you just, again, go, go, down, go down the list. Okay. Field goal, turnover on downs. That turnover on downs, huge drop by Jay Ray. Touchdown, San Francisco. Fumble by Gibbs on the very first play of the next one. Touchdown by San Francisco. You had to punt because Jay Ray dropped a dropped a, a third down, which would have made it a first down to continue a drive. Then they field goal. And then the next turnover on, like, it was just like everything that could go wrong went wrong and we couldn't respond. And then you're right, dude, this, it just agitated the crap out of me. Three minutes left. We need two scores, people, two scores. Why are we throwing the ball up the middle, putzing around, Da, 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 da. Like, dude, we don't have time for this. Let's go. We need our field. Go- we need our timeouts. You got to throw to the outside. Yes, I understand the middle of the field was open all day against San Francisco, which we exploited in the first half, but we got to go. And then, you know, and then to run the ball on third down, <laughs> on third and goal, I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, yeah. we need this time. Like, you got to have it. Let me break in two quick things. You brought up the punt, like an 80-yard punt by our boy Fox that couldn't have bounced any better. Could, me and you could have downed it at the one. And and Chase Lucas runs into the end zone with the ball. Do these Are these guys not athletes? Like, how do you not stop your feet and, and make that play and pin them deep? But the one I really want to talk about, is it just me 
Or is there really no reason to not like just get over the 35 or whatever yardage it is? Kick the damn field goal. You might have like a minute 40 on the clock. You get three quick run stops. You use all your timeouts. You get the football back. And now let's put the pedal down and go get a touchdown. I, I don't see the difference there either. It's like, oh, well, we were kind of close and you need the you need the seven first. Why? I could have just taken the chippy and then had a lot more time on the clock. Don't even risk any of my timeouts. And that was never on their mind whatsoever. I didn't think the announcers talked about it really. It was kind of like... That seemed like the much more plausible play based on time. You had all your timeouts. Why you don't? Why don't you just get to like the twenty-eight and kick the field goal? Probably. I don't have the video in front of me, but I bet you there was a minute and a half plus left. Yeah, they were at the twenty-four. They they had a big pass to J. Ray for twenty-five yards. Uh, you know, at the two-minute warning, it was first and ten at the forty-nine, and they got a big twenty-five yard play again. At that point, kick I it. think I'm, I'm kicking the field goal. Kick it right before I'm the two-minute. That's another timeout if you could have got it before the two-minute warning. Then you kick it off to them, get the two-minute warning, you know, or stop the run play. So it's like I didn't understand any of that clock management either, but I agree with you. That run, I don't care, Dan Gamble, Dan Campbell, if you thought you were going to no, outsmart that's... them and you were just going to pop it, he said, or he's going to walk in. That's not a that's not a risk you should be willing to take at that point. Like you could easily throw a pass. You could throw three passes in the time it took you to run and then get back to the line. And why can't we hustle a little more to the line? I mean, again, you, you, I am getting myself a little upset again because there's just so many stupid things at the end of this game. And, you know, they just this hasn't been the Detroit Lions all year. And in the moment you need it most, you had no sense of urgency. You had bad management. You had bad decision making lack of you know control with your timeouts or whatever it is and you just slowly lost this football game it was a slow bleed right to the finish line that's why i was even more upset because it went right down to the end and we still lost there was nothing we could do about it and the season was over and we had nothing to show for it i mean we go to the super bowl we lose no big deal we lose in this fashion in this ball game after a season like this yeah, I I couldn't have been more pissed. I was like with you. I did not want to tweet. I didn't want to read anything. I didn't want to listen to anything. I'm still probably not going to watch the Super Bowl whatsoever. Um, but as we'll get to in the back half of the show, and we've ranted and raved here for a while, so I think we need to pump up our great sponsors, give a few shouts, and then get to our hype part of the show. But uh, this couldn't have ended worse. This couldn't have started better. <laughs> and that's why it's so infuriating. Yeah, my only counter to the whole, uh, you know, if you lose in the Super Bowl, it doesn't hurt as bad as this. You know, tell me the Atlanta Falcons, uh, after doing what they did against the Patriots, don't feel any worse or just as bad as what we feel right now. Like they do, okay? Because they guess what? They never got back, and they haven't been back, and they've been garbage since. So, you know, I, I, obviously there's this there's this pain right that we feel. Um, and it's a pain we haven't felt, right? This is a, like a, we have the team. We had the, the, we had everything at our disposal and we should have went to the Super Bowl, but we didn't. So there's this, di- it's a different pain. Um, you know, and I know we, not, we got to get to our break, man, but it's like, we've, we felt hopelessness for so long in this city that getting our beating heart ripped out of our chest, bitten in half and then stomped on like this has not happened before. It's different kind of pain. And before we go to the break, I just have one more thing I have to say. If I, if anybody comes at me or I see it or you say it about any crap about same old lions, there you go. It's the same old lions. Look what they did. It was right in front of them. Same old lions. Bleepity bleepity bleep bleep you, buddy. Because this is not the same old Lions. This is the brand new Lions. The same old Lions wouldn't have won two playoff games at home. The same old Lions wouldn't have been in the NFC Championship up 21 points to the best team in football. The same old Lions would have never been in this position. So don't you dare come at me, come at anybody with SOL, SOL, there it is. We were waiting for it all you. Bleepity bleep you, buddy. This is the brand new Lions. And don't get it twisted. We will be back. Okay? This is not one and done. We will be back. And we're going to tell you all about that and all the reasons why we will be back, or at least I will, after the great break and our commercial sponsors. No, Chops, we're not done because I'm going to add to that. Don't come at me 
with Dan Campbell's The Problem. He gambles too much. Of course, I had some contradictory takes. Other people have other thoughts. Lots of people support this guy. This is our head coach. This is a hell of a football team. And this is our squad. So I I, I hate the second guessing. I hate the people who sit and always have the perfect answer. Of course, if you put it on tape or you put it in real time and you can go back, then I'll give you props. If you say nothing and wait till the game is over and act like every field goal would have made, I would have done this, I would have done that perfectly. I don't believe you. I'm always going to believe in our head coach. So I back him 100%. I agree with what Chops just said 100%. Don't you dare come out of any of us with that SOL because we are serving up that delicious Honolulu blue Kool-Aid full of positivity. Drink it in, man. Yes, we're upset and frustrated, but you know what helps with that? Double-sided cornbread. Cornbread! Cornbread! And we will be back, as you said, both from our commercial break, but also to tell you guys why this is going to be okay, why you're probably, most of you that are hearing this, are already feeling pretty good after a day or two of being really frustrated But Chops, I just want to encourage, we usually do this after the break, but everybody, you need to go check out our boy, Notorious DET, all the merch. I think there is a new Ben Genius shirt that's either out or being worked on. (laughs) So you got to do that, as well as Lions on Tap. We've been promoting them. We're on that platform. We're doing some big things. We just all had to get over the hump of this loss in the NFC Championship game before we get rolling. So we'll get our great sponsors in here, come back with a few more quick announcements, and we'll get this thing rolling. Kool-Aid and cornbread, positivity, what a great season. Why are we going to ball out in 2024, 2025, 2026, whatever it is, and be one of the kings of the north, as you guys know, as well as a powerhouse in the National Football League. Everybody, we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league. But it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. Detroit Kool-Aid. We are back um, again. We... 
it's hard doing the show time-wise because, I mean, there's just so much to talk about, um, you know, get going with everything in this football team, and uh, gosh, it, we, we just knew, you know, it was going to be hard to get through that game. We tried to be a little bit positive off the front. We knew we were going to get frustrated, rant, rave. We could have taken it to a whole level. Trust me. We know how you guys felt after that, that clock struck zero. We knew our season was over. But, uh, you know, we're going to get past that here in a moment. Like I said, I think for that first Sunday night, definitely, you know, a lot of us, you know, we're not ready to get rolling on Monday, but we had to do what we got to do. Um, so we did that. And... And then on a Tuesday, kind of right before we got recording here, we got some great news. We'll get into that here in a moment. But before we do that, I mean, again, I just want to put a big shout to all the loyal, diehard Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, the people on Twitter, on X, the people that call it the Kool-Aid Hotline, everybody that's just made this show so fun, even uh, my co-host Chops over there. You know, we, we, we've we been talking about um, we, we love having guests and whatnot, but it, it's life's pretty busy on both of our ends, but it's been totally fun having chops on on a consistent basis and coming up with new gimmicks and growing the show and doing new things and having a bunch of fun. So that's been incredible. So keep that rolling. Um, we do have a little bit of a quick announcement here. Uh, off the top before we get into the Kool-Aid and cornbread and hype and excitement is, uh, you know, the lion season just ended. So it's been a long grind from last draft and off season through the season. And, you know, we gave you some double dip shows. So we're just going to take a little bit pause for the cause here for the next couple weeks. Uh, you know, get some things together, work on some life stuff, um, you know, maybe some new things for the show, whatever it may be. And then we're, we're planning to kind of come back to you guys uh, kind of probably right after the Super Bowl is probably the plan. We'll, we'll definitely tweet some stuff out when it's going to be back rolling. Uh, we'll be back to Wednesdays like we were doing, uh, get you that show. Um, might have some other announcements to to make it that point as well that would be exciting and be cool. But um, just going to take a brief pause as well as uh, probably just do the one show a week here in the off season. And, uh, and yeah, talk ball, entertain you, it'll be draft season, we'll be having off-season free agency, so still lots to get into, but uh, just going to divvy it up a little bit as well as take a little mini break and see how the off-season goes, and before you know it, football will probably be back, so Chops, you, I know we've talked about it, you're you're cool with that, we think the, the people will be good with it, and uh, we'll be back rolling, laughing, and talking football before you know it. Okay, it's been such a great season, um, you know, I think I think it's been about a calendar year now that I've been on the show almost every week. Uh, you know, kind of eased me in here a little bit over the years, but this was the first <laughs> full season. I think right from the right from the get go, man, from before the draft and then through the season, through the off season, like just consistently being here each week. So you know, just such a great time, fun thing to do for the people. Um, you know, happy to be you know honored honored to be a co host to 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 add to this platform that you built on for years and years and years. But uh, yeah, man, just look a couple other shouts like loving the positivity out there from JP ten seventy seven Bo knows oh, yeah. stash in the ATL. Um, if you guys are are subscribers to the DKC Select, first of all, if you're not a subscriber to the DKC Select, what are you waiting for? Because we're dropping content over there. Um, I believe we had like a 10 straight minutes of bow nose content and ATL uh, stash in the ATL content. So if you're not a subscriber, DKC oh select, God. you should definitely check that out. Thank you, stash. Love it. You say it better than me. Mine's a little more like, I'm on raw, but uh, I love the, uh, I love the alternate that you got going there. So just listen, just such a great platform to be a part of lions on tap. we got a great partnership with him. Um, can't wait to get that shirt that you've been holding for me that I forgot to, to get. Um, we'll be hanging out here soon to get it. But, uh, you know, and again, uh, another shout out to I love when you play the drop because all I can do is dance when I hear at Notorious D.E.T. Uh, such a great partner <laughs> as well with the shirts and the swag and everything else, too. So just great, loyal Lions fans partnering with the DKC, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Um, and what else can I say other than hashtag choppy likey? It's been a great season. 
Chops, I agree with all that except for that part you said about you dancing. We know you have no moves. We know you don't know who Notorious B.I.G. was first and foremost. So we know that was Bula Bula, as you would say. But everything else I agree with. Um, It has been fun having you and rolling. And that's what we're going to do right now, man. Because, you know, despite the frustration, the the rants, the, the disappointment of losing the NFC Championship, like... What a hell of a season. I mean, from the draft, just Brad Holmes knowing better than all of us. I mean, pretty soon it's going to be free agency, and he's going to be always open for business with 56, 60 million plus in his back pocket. Um, That's going to be fun. But, I mean, gosh, he, he made incredible picks that showed up huge in their rookie seasons. We have those guys, again, the reason the NFL is so incredible because you make good draft pick. You have them for four to five seasons at no money. So these guys are just barely getting rolling, and they all balled out um as expected or more, which was incredible. But, but Chops, we can't jump over the uh, the big news of the day. I mean, this one kind of surprised me, but like literally in the back of my head, I was kind of like, I could kind of see this happening. And then it happened. Ben Genius turns down coaching opportunities to stay in Detroit. And the reason why? He wants to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, that got everybody fired up. That got everybody off their woe is me. That got everybody um, thinking about next year rather than worrying about what just happened. So thoughts on that? Absolutely incredible for this team, this franchise, and our offense. This decision by Ben Johnson tells me one thing, Oakry. And I know I am not going to downplay how hard it is to do to win in the NFL. I'm not, but this team is built to last. Okay. Ben Johnson does not turn down millions of dollars to go coach the commanders or the Seattle Seahawks. If he doesn't know in his heart of hearts that we're going to be back. Okay. We're going to run it back. All right. So, I'm getting I'm getting those vibes where it's like and again I know it's not the same game college versus pro but I'm getting those vibes those Michigan Wolverine vibes where it was like well you know we made the playoff okay won the Big Ten made the playoff again but you know now we feel the pain two years in a row we felt the pain the third year we went to the promised land and we hoisted that national championship trophy I have a feeling Oakry with this with this the best. GM coach duo in the NFL, Brad, always open for business homes, sitting at the draft table, sitting at the free agent negotiations, slapping those meat hooks together and thinking about all the deals he's going to make and all the GMs he's going to take advantage of. And MC, DC, Dan, Metallica, I think they used to call him Dan Talica when he was a player, like ready to be the leader of men and Ben genius, ready to draw up the plays and ready to make it go with his quarterback. I expect Jared Goff to get extended here soon. Like this team is ready to run it back. Okay. And they're going to there. If you saw the video of Penn a staring into space, determined <laughs> as heck to be like, I feel this. I don't want to feel this again. We will be back and there will be a different feeling next time. Like this team is built and they're ready to go. Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. Chops, you want to hear exclusive audio of me after seeing the Pen A clips, how short he was, how fired up he was, how determined he was, how just locked in he was as a DAWG. You want to hear this? Play it. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. I was feeling what he was feeling. Um, I would not mess with that dude. Um, He'd, uh, I I can't handle it. I ain't tough enough, you know, uh, to to quote Beetle as well. But um, let me, let me circle back to what you said because, well, real quick, we've been building up our gimmicks. Usually they just come naturally on the show. And I know we've been doing a while. Dan freaking Campbell. You know what I mean? That that could still be in the arsenal. But what about what about we just change it to Stone Cold Dan Campbell? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Are you on board with that, maybe? Yeah, I'm all good with it, man. Anytime we can throw a little WWE uh reference in there with <laughs> Dan Campbell or any of anybody on this team, it goes great. And uh 
Dude, I, 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 again, I may just change his name to Dan Gamble. Like everything is Dan Gamble now. I don't even call him Campbell. So um, I know you'd like him to tone it down a little bit on the gambling, but I, I, I'm all in. But it just sounds right. Stone Cold Dan Campbell. <laughs> it just fits. It. it just seems like he should wear a vest and a chain and just come out with a couple Dan Weisers um, and crash them together before every game. That would be incredible. So uh, we'll work on that gimmick as well. But uh, let me let me go to this. So Ben Johnson's back. I think I saw Super Bowl odds for next year. I think we're the fifth ranked team. Did you hear that right, Choppy? The Detroit Lions are the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl next year, like 1,200 to 1 or something crazy like that. Um, That's incredible to see. Penne and others are motivated. I think we've said multiple times we have elite young talent, especially a running back who's a multidimensional positionless elite weapon. Um, You know, we've said that a couple times here on the show. And Chops, I brought up the schedule. Like, people are like, oh, we got to do a number one schedule. Oh, we're going to be this. We're going to be that. Like, the NFL is the NFL. Like, you got to show up every week regardless. But I have the schedule here of opponents. And, like, nothing really, like, earth-shattering. I mean, looking at this, and there's teams like, you know, the Titans and the Cardinals, of course, are on there. And, you know, of course, we have to go on the road to Dallas again and, you know, you play the Buccaneers who we just took to town, Chicago, like, you know, it's, there's a few good opponents on there, but this is not some like schedule. We're playing like all playoff teams or playing like those divisions where all four teams are just juggernauts. It's just like, you got five or six games that are real tough. You got a handful that we should win easily and everything else is show up and play good ball. And there's no reason you can't win and compete. So I'm not afraid of this next year's schedule, especially because I know we're going to beef up corners. We're going to add more dogs on defense in the draft. I mean, I think this team's going to be much better heading into 2024. They're keeping their core when it comes to coordinators, players, like there's continuity. There's no reason this team can't roll. Okay, at the beginning of the season, when we looked up our our lineup, up and down our lineup, no one would have said we had the most talented roster. I mean, we didn't, you know, before you knew what Gibbs was, before you knew what Laporta was, before you knew what Brian Branch was, before you knew what Jack Campbell was. Like, no one would have said that this is like one of the best, or you know, that we're one of the deepest rosters in the NFL. But, dude, we are so young and we are so hungry. And, by the way, $71 million in cap space, okay? (laughs) Like, we have the most cap space of any playoff team. Um, I want to say we're like top seven or eight for cap space total for going into next year. Yes, we have a couple of guys that are going to be looking to be extended, but you got to remember that those extensions don't necessarily take place in that calendar year. So Brad Holmes is going to do his magic. He's going to get guys resigned. By the way, he's just going to keep drafting studs, right? Like he's done it for three straight years. What makes you think that's going to fall off? Again, we've got the executive of the year. We've got the coach of the year. We've got a top five offense with almost every single weapon returning. Okay, we got a little bit of work to do on the O-line with Jackson and Glasgow and Vitae and Skipper on some expiring deals. But again, I'm not concerned about that at all. Um, We all know the guys that need to get extended, starting with my boy, Jared Goff. So the hashtag Goff train can keep rolling. Um, You know, we know that Penne needs to get extended. We know that Amon Ra needs to get extended. But (laughs) of course, like you mentioned, the secondary could use a little bit of help. Um, you know, but dude, there's just so much to look forward to this again. This is why I don't feel it's not like we made it this far. And then, oh my gosh, we lose our five best players to free agency. It's not like that at all, which is why this is sustainable. Okay. 14 wins is the most in lions history. First time NFC champions. All right. First time winning two. count them two playoff games at home in forward field all right there is so much to be hyped about for this past season once you can get past the pain of 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 the nfc championship game and you can actually reflect back which now that it's 48 hours 72 hours after i can do i'm in a better place 
Okay. There's so much <laughs> to be happy about so much to look forward to. This team is built to last. And like I said before, this is only the beginning for the brand new lions. Yeah, man. I mean, all good stuff by you. I guess like my only counter is like, I, there's no doubt that the team is going to be, you know, young and stacked and all that. The, the hardest part about the NFL is the, the level playing field and the, the injury factor. So you go in next year like guns a-blazing, but one, two major, major injuries to your guys can derail the season. So you can't predict that, but also, you know, obviously we're going to like assume and hope that's not going to happen. But, um, you know, they, they just getting back to the NFC Championship, having two home playoff games, having a lot of your core guys stay upright and ball out. You know, is is a lot to assume and hope, but as you noted, there's no reason they shouldn't if if, if all goes well. Um, you know, on a lot of those fronts. Now, I want to talk about that train you mentioned. <laughs> let's let's talk about the golf train real quick. I'm sure we'll do shows upon shows about this, but right now, a day or two after the season ends. He kind of did his presser and danced around it, and he, his tagline is "It's not up to me." Kind of is though, because you got to sign and you got to. We got to get a number that makes sense. So, how, how long do you think it takes before they can get something done? Do you think this is going to be a one that gets done, and we're kind of scratching our heads or worried, or is it going to get done and we're going to be so excited about the terms, the amount, the player, the situation, like? We know this is your guy, but do you think it's all going to fall in place well, or could there be some some things along the line that might uh, surprise us? I don't expect any surprises from this quarterback and from this GM. This quarterback is where he wants to be. Um, he, you know, we we took him up out of a deep dark place after he was mistreated where he was before. I think he he knows what to uh, what he knows what Dan Campbell's about. He knows what Brad Holmes is about. Oakry, man, I don't want to be delusional, but I think people are going to take some discounts to come to Detroit, okay? Mm. Like, people want to play for Dan Campbell, all right? Yes, of course, you know, guys, there's going to be guys in this league that are going to just, like, pay me what I – I don't care. I'll go play for a team that's going to win three games as long as I'm making my $22 million a year. I don't care. Like, yeah, that's going to happen, okay? But I think that this is a destination now, okay? This is where people want to come. People want to be here. People want to play for Dan freaking Campbell. People want to play on an offense that's going to operate in a top five mode with a quarterback that can deliver the ball where it needs to be with an O-line that's going to just protect and protect and open holes for running backs. Like, man, like I am not, I am not worried about this deal at all. Okay. Like I thought it was going to get done before this year, maybe even during the year, but it made sense. He's still under contract for next year. Don't forget. Okay. So if things for some reason get rocky, like we still have him next year. So, um, you know, and at that point, like, you know, like you want, you know, you want to ride on this Hendon hooker deal H2O. So, you know, I, I think Jared Goff gets extended. I'm not worried about it, but don't be surprised if we start to get some people that come back and go, Hey, I'd like to come to Detroit, okay? Like CJ, Gigi said, they didn't, they ain't bringing me here to just win no playoffs, okay? To make no playoffs. They brought me here to win a Super Bowl, okay? So that's the mentality. That's the mindset that people are going to want to come to Detroit and they're going to want to be part of a Super Bowl caliber driven team that's hungry and wants to win because we tasted it and then the steak got ripped away. So now we want to eat that steak. Yeah, I I think you'll see some of the benefits. Again, this will be the, you know, as much as we've loved those draft picks the last few years, and, and that's my favorite part of the of sports, to be honest, is the NFL draft. But, you know, you're, you're picking 29th, but you have all that cap space, and now you've created this winning situation with a, you know, fun, smart, aggressive head coach. And, you know, a guy like Brad always open for business that can – you know, he can lure him in. Like, I think he's just sort of been waiting to now he's got the resources. He's got the rep. You know, he, he knows what he's looking for and what to bring in. And, and so now is the time. And I think they are going to be so upset, too, that they fell short in the way they fell short that 
with with Ben Genius coming back, this is definitely an all-in situation, I feel like, for the next two years, I'd say. You know, load up on talent, pay who you have to pay, go strong for two years, try to cash one in. And if you don't, then you recoil back not to, like, rebuild and not to start over or, you know, all these big changes, but then you recoil back to just, like, maybe what you were doing or or building, you know, from the draft and whatnot. But for the next two years, I think it's pedal to the metal, best team, best depth, best young talent, best trades, best free agent signings you can get at the positions you need to get them, which we know it's like edge rusher, corner, you know, some of these positions, another playmaker here or there, just to put your offense even more over the top, offensive line, that type of stuff that's going to really get you there. So I feel great about the future. I'm not going to say we're going to roll the balls out and, and, and win, you know, 14 games and we're going to be the number one seed and we're going to do this and do that. Obviously, those are all goals you can set out there, but you definitely have to take it like the hard part about the NFL. We know this from some of the stuff we do, either with our big, you know, 53 man dynasties or whatever. It kind of starts all over. You know, we don't have to go out and sweat and hit and but you kind of start back from the ground floor each year and see where you end up and see what you can build. And that's what the lions are going to do from a work standpoint. You know, it's like that first day at camp, it's going to have to start over again. And then, you know, you're going to have to see how preseason and the first few games go. And then what kind of momentum do you get? You know, all those things are going to come into play, but I couldn't be more excited about it. And like you said, just kind of bring this pod to a close. Like I, I didn't feel like even doing this show today, man. Like I, you know, Sunday night, Monday, I was even talking to you like late Monday, Tuesday. I was kind of like, I don't know where I'm going to go with this pod. I don't know what energy I'm going to bring. Like, and then all of a sudden we get the Ben Johnson, you know, coming back. We get, you know, all this positivity about the future instead of what just happened to us. And if you're a logical thinker, you can definitely see the overwhelming positivity about the next two, three, four, six, eight years instead of the one game that just we fell short. So I'm fired up about it, man. I think it's going to be a really fun off season. Take a little break here and then get rolling with the pod, specialty shows, NFL draft talk, free agency, the drafts in Detroit, by the way. Um, it's going to be a lot of crazy good content coming our way for the Lions on so many levels. And uh, I can't wait for it, man. So uh, really fun stuff. Well, what else you got before we get up out of here? Last thing I really want to talk about is I just don't see any reason why this team cannot start that five-year track. I know you said, you know, two-year window, but man, I don't see any reason why we can't be on a five-year track that like teams currently on that track, or maybe their tracks even come to a close or has been going. Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Baltimore Ravens, 49ers. There's no reason why those guys have been powerhouses for the last five years. There's no reason why the Lions, this couldn't have been year one. This couldn't have been, there's no reason why this couldn't be year one of a five to seven year powerhouse where you are just consistently in the playoffs, consistently competing for the Super Bowl, consistently that team where people go, oh man, I don't, I don't want to play the Detroit Lions. I got to, I got to go to Detroit. Oh man, I got to go to a playoff game in Ford Field against the Detroit Lions in the first round. Oh hell no. I don't want to do that. <laughs> like we, there's no reason why we can, the script has been flipped, Oak. This is the brand new Lions, and we are a team to be reckoned with starting this year in 2023 and going all the way through for the next, you say, two-year window. Man, I think this is about a four- or five-year window with the way that we draft, with the way that we play, with the players on this field, and the draft picks that Brad Holmes still has at his disposal. So, again, it's not like we went all in and traded a bunch of picks to bring guys in to, to make this one big run like the Atlanta Falcons did when they had their one shot, okay? This is a team built and ready to go for years. So I'm ready for it. You're ready for it. I'll give it to you one more time, people. Brand new Lions. woo It's It's not a two-year window. It's not a five-year window. I expect this team to be good for decades. But I think the next few years, they really got to make that push, try to get up over the hump, get to the big game and win it. 
but they're going to be good. They're going to be consistent. They're going to be fun to watch for years to come. We'll continue talking about it right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Catch you in a couple weeks, everybody. We're out. Lions are going to the Super Bowl 2024 market. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.